the Heat didn't want to trade for James Harden because they didn't want to give up Tyler Hero. That's whack. <laughs> so... I think Steph Curry is starting to, you know, peek his way into the MVP conversation. Welcome back to the Getting Buckets podcast. I'm David. I'm here with Ethan and Jordan. Matt couldn't join us. Guys, how was the Super Bowl? What do y'all think? Uh, Pretty terrible. I thought it was. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Terrible. Yeah, it sucked. I thought that it was um, wasn't a surprising outcome. I mean, I I, I was rooting for the Chiefs, but I I said uh, the Bucks were probably going to win. For them to win like that in that dominating fashion where, you know, Mahomes didn't even throw a touchdown, it's pretty crazy. But other than this old man Brady, people said he was washed up and he, he's not. Including you. Yeah, I did think he was washed up because his last year in New England, he wasn't very good uh, that year. But he proved me wrong this year and he uh, really played well. And it's I definitely think... probably the one of the greatest, like, winning win, winning athletes ever. Uh, easily just like just the amount the longevity that he's been able to sustain except he's like LeBron except he's one more it's kind of insane I mean I watched like the first half and then I gave up because football stinks when the Giants are bad that's my opinion I also just felt like I don't I don't really watch football honestly like the best part of the Super Bowl was like the freaking performance of America the Beautiful by her that was the most exciting part of the whole thing and also the cover. I of thought like, the weekend was. I thought the weekend was trash. Dude, he said he was gonna do PG I show. Was yeah, no, he said he was. He gonna do... gave me shit for not watching the weekend. Dude. Huh? Yeah. He gave me shit for not watching the halftime show. Yeah, it was. It was. It was bad. And on that note, um, Derrick Rose has been traded to the New York Knicks. He's being reunited not only with the Knicks, but also with his coach in Chicago for you know his MVP season in 2010-2011. Uh, he's being reunited with none other than Tom Thibodeau. So um, I'm curious what you guys think about this trade because, you know, Derrick Rose coming to the Knicks, uh, I don't think that was really on anybody's, uh, you know, we're talking about Alonzo, Bradley Beal, some like possible trade targets. I don't think Lonzo, like, I think like Derrick Rose is basically like the bottom of the list for, you know, who we were expecting to move. I mean, I guess Detroit needed to move somebody because they really are hopeless. So, Let's talk a bit about the trade. Do you think that Detroit won this trade? Do you think that the Knicks won this trade? What do the Knicks get out of Derrick Rose right now? Do you think this makes them more competitive? Let's start with you, Jordan, as our Knicks fan. I mean, in a vacuum, just based on the value, I, I think it's fine for the Knicks. Like, but like the 41st pick, they're not really going to do much with that. It's, 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 it's a nice pick, um, but it's not. I was glad they didn't give up the Pistons pit, the first round pick that they have. Um, cause that's going to be like the first pick of the second round at this rate with how the Pistons are doing. Uh, Dennis Smith Jr. is literally in G league right now. 
he's out of the next rotation. So it's not really like they're losing much there. Um, but as long as they get Alfred Payton out of the rotation, I'm and quickly still gets like his 20, 24 minutes a game. I'm, I'm totally fine with this deal. Is that going to happen though? That's, that's, I, I, that, I, that's, that's what I'm saying. That That's what I'm waiting to see. It's like, cause if, if this move is just to take is to take Derek Rose and give him all of quickly's minutes and still keep Alfred Payton, then I'm going to be really pissed off and I'm going to hate the trade because it's, the whole point of this year is to develop like three key guys. It's, RJ Barrett, Emmanuel Quickly, and Mitchell Robinson. And like two of the two of those guys are getting big minutes, and I want to see Quickly get more minutes. So it, seeing D Rose maybe come, up, come off the bench and get 20, 22 minutes a game, that would be cool. Um, and just like mentor Quickly, who could, you know, he's uh, D Rose, obviously, a lot of players have respect for him um, across the league. So that, that would be a lot of fun. But at the same time, like if this is just to take away his minutes, I would really be pissed off because D Rose is, you know, he's a good player, but. I would rather see Emmanuel quickly. You know, though, here's the thing that I think with uh, with Derrick Rose is even when he was in Minnesota, Tom Thibodeau was the coach there. And, you know, Rose had his 50-point game, and he was, like, really finding ways to contribute for that team. Obviously, um, it took, like, Jimmy Butler basically to push them to the playoffs, I think, that season. But, like, even still, I feel like Tom Thibodeau always knows how to get the best out of Derrick Rose. And I do think that this Knicks team, I think they're currently seeing like what, sixth or seventh in the East. Like, uh, I don't know exactly where, but I mean, the Knicks, don't sleep on the Knicks, like I've been saying. And, you know, I think you're talking about a guy who's probably going to play Derrick Rose like 30 minutes a game or whatever. But Derrick Rose, you, you know, compare him to like Dennis Smith Jr. Derrick Rose is the kind of guy that you want someone like Emmanuel quickly to learn from. You know, that's the kind of veteran presence that he's going to need in his career. You know, to learn from a guy like Derrick Rose. Um, so not fucking Alfred Payton. Right. So so but I mean they may trade him too. Uh, the question is who's gonna take I him. I pray to God that they trade but, him. But who's gonna take him? So like look, aren't the, the Knicks right now, they're like I think um they're currently eighth in the Eastern Conference and they're eleven and fourteen. And uh, as of right now, I think they're playing Miami as we speak. So but I think there's kind of this thing where like Rose and Thibodeau are they are like the dynamic duo in a way you know he got the best he got him to be an MVP he resurrected his career so now it's going to be a third stint with these two um and yeah I mean I guess I guess it was kind of a little shocking that the trade really happened in the first place but uh I mean do you guys remember like Derek Rose his last stint in New York was that like memorable for you as a Knicks fan Jordan at all to have D Rose and I mean, the, the most memorable part of it was him saying that the Knicks were a super team at the start of the season. <laughs> That's the most I remember out of that trade. Um, I remember actually being with you guys when I saw that deal get announced. We were at a Mets game. Um, yeah, yeah. We, we saw we saw it come up on the on the big board. It was me, and you, was and Niels, I think. Yeah, it was pretty cool. Um, Shout out to Niels, who will one day feature on the podcast. One day with his asinine takes, he'll be on here. Um but yeah, I mean, that trade was – it was just whatever. It didn't really work out for either side. Um, but like you said, I mean, it's good from the perspective that Thibodeau always seems like he gets the best out of D-Rose. Like, he really did well in Minnesota. And I've seen this thing going around recently that, like, why is Derrick Rose getting traded to the Knicks? Like, he needs to be on a championship contender. Like Right, because then I, the Clippers – I thought that the Clippers, like, were the trying Clippers, to The Clippers, get... the Nets, the Nets were involved. The Bucks were involved. Um, yes. but, but the thing is, the thing is, like – I don't 
understand why people feel bad for D Rose, like why he's not a championship contender. He d- did this to himself when he signed with the Pistons like a year and a half ago. He knew the Pistons weren't really going to do anything. He just wanted to sign um, in, 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 with a team that was close to his home in Chicago, which I understand. He wants to be close to his son. Um, but it just like, I, I don't feel bad for the guy for like, he clearly is not trying to ring chase. So I think reuniting with Thibodeau is a good thing. And then, you know, maybe he can springboard that into a decent contract this summer. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I, I think, you know, you even considered that the teams who were looking at him, like the Clippers, Bucks, the Nets, I think the Heat as well. Um, mm-hmm. It is a little strange that obviously he must have had a say in this because he, you know, uh, I, I think it seems like he did have a say in this trade. Um, but you know, now he's coming to a Knicks team that has Austin Rivers, Emmanuel Quickly, and Alfred Payton. Are you worried at all about fit on that team? Um, I, I think the main concern is what uh, Jordan mentioned before. is like Who's going to end up getting minutes? Because Austin Rivers was playing good minutes with the team. Um, Alfred Payton is, that, is, is bad, but he's starting for some reason. And then Emmanuel Quickly is, is like a probably like the third overall rookie of the year right now. So that's really the real question here. If Derek Rose is going to come and he's going to, him and Alfred Payton are going to play all the minutes, then it's going to be concerning because if Mandel quickly right now is, is the best card they have on their team. So I don't really know about how it fits. We're just going to have to wait and see what happens. Um, and also just uh, to get my two cents, you know, I, it was a great move for the for the Knicks, depending on what happens. But uh, I just don't know what the Pistons are doing. Like, dude, Dennis Smith's an animal, though. They gave away Derek. Derek <laughs> yeah, Rose. he's a real animal. He's a fucking <laughs> fuck. The way he dribbles around, he literally can't handle the ball. He gets past half court. He's like a deer in headlights. They gave they gave away like Derek Rose, who was like a solid player, for a bag of chips. So I mean, like. I don't know. I guess like Detroit is really just you know tanking, um, really tanking really hard. And you know, they got Jeremy Grant. Um, he's just you know putting up completely empty stats right now. Do you think anybody else, like maybe even the guy like Blake Griffin, might get bought out? Uh, no way. His contract is way too much. There's no way. But that's, is that why you buy people out? What is Blake Griffin's contract right now? I'm actually kind of curious. It's a max. I think it's still part of his max. Like no, but it's like, like, like how much is how much is left on that deal? I'm kind of curious. Um, he's got a player option for 39 million after this year. He's not going to opt out of that. He's not opting out of that. He's getting paid 37 million this year. So yeah, it's horrible. next 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 year is the last year of his deal. Um, he's not going to get bought out this year. Maybe maybe next year. $39 million. That's going to be a pretty steep buyout. Yeah. I mean, he's on, truly, man. he's truly like putting up terrible numbers. Like, he, he, he was good pretty recently. What was he an all star like 2018 or his something? His first year yeah. uh, in Detroit, he was good. And then he got, he just had a very, very injured recently. So, well, that's, he's a, you know, he's an athletic player, you know, and uh, that's kind of what happens. I mean, we're even, we're seeing it with Russell Westbrook too, to an extent. Certainly we saw D Rose that like, you know, when you're a player who relies entirely on their athleticism, the second that's gone, you know, once you lose your gift, it's very hard to keep up. So, uh, yeah, uh, I don't know what's going to happen with Blake Griffin because I mean, there's no way he's going to give up on 39 mil. <laughs> and, I mean, on that oh, note no with, uh, with the trades, I want to talk about uh, one of the most insane players of this current season, Bradley Beal. 
currently averaging 33.2 points per game. He's the NBA scoring leader. Um, should he ask for a trade? Because the he Wizards... Should. He should, but he won't. The Wizards, as of right now, are 14th in the Eastern Conference. He uh, should, but, they, but he won't because he's loyal. He already said recently that he's not asking for a trade. He, he wants to win in Washington. Um, you know, good luck to him. The Washington Wizards are going to be dog shit for a very long time. So, I mean, if he wants to stay on the team and put up numbers and that's really what his legacy is going to be, then, you know, more power to him. But you know, I don't even really see the point of, you know, making all these trade destinations for him when it's just simply not going to happen. Unless some team throws every single asset they have at him and then the Washington Wizards will have no choice, will have no choice but to take it. Like, if he wants to stay there, he's probably going to stay there. So that's really all there is. You know what's interesting, though, about the Wizards, though? The Wizards are actually first in pace as of today in the league. They're ninth in points per game, but they give up 121 points per game. And actually two of their wins were against the Brooklyn Nets. So if yeah, you take away me. those, you take away those Brooklyn wins, which were just both terrible losses, like two worst losses of the season for Brooklyn. Uh, and keep in mind also, Thomas Bryant, very important player for that team, towards ACL out for the season uh, back in January. Um, you know, even Westbrook, I think, is sitting today because just of a, he just needs rest, I guess. Um, but when you so, look at this team, they don't really have depth. They don't really have contribution from their guys. You know, they only have one guy scoring above 20 points per game. Even Westbrook is, is kind of underperforming. The third best player is probably Rui Hachimura. Um, and even Rui Hachimura is, is not like a, a great shooter. So if he were to ask for a trade, if he was to pull a James Harden and say, I want out, I know what my value is. I want to play somewhere where I'm wanted. What destinations would we have for Bradley Beal? I mean, I guess Miami, right? That would be a good fit. But, you know, they would have to give up you know, Tyler Hero probably, probably Duncan Robinson and some picks. So I don't know if Pat Riley is going to be willing to give up those assets because it was reported earlier in the year that the Heat didn't want to trade for James Harden because they didn't want to give up Tyler Hero. That's whack. <laughs> so I don't know. Like, I just That's really, ridiculous. So like, I, where is he going to go? Who's going to trade for Bradley Beal? Who needs, who needs scoring? Yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Oh, where where is his where is he needed right now? I don't know. Maybe not the Warriors. They, they do some trade for like Kelly Oubre, James Wiseman, but I doubt they trade away James Wiseman. So I, I I don't even know. Dude, I try to be optimistic about this Westbrook trade because like on paper he's supposed to be like surrounded by shooters, but it just like has been horrible. Yeah, it's, it's been bad. terrible. And so I mean Scott Brooks also like Scott Brooks <sighs> should get fired. Like Scott, yeah, he should. should get fired. And it, it's sad seeing him play, you know, Bradley Beal like endless amounts of minutes when there is clearly the, a game they're going to lose. Just you get just, blown out like constantly. No, I know just to try to play them so he could try to save his job. It's it's terrible. Like Scott Brooks needs to go. He should have been fired like three years ago. People were saying that he should be not, he should be gone. So I, I don't even know. It's just really bad. Would you say that they're disappointing? Who the Wizards? Yeah, people thought they were going to make the playoffs with Westbrook. Yeah, year. I thought they would be a playing team, honestly. People thought they you know either they'll be the A seed or they'd be in the playing at least, and they're not going to be anywhere near that. So, also, did you know that Alex Len was on there? The Wizards. Yeah. When? He plays fifteen minutes a game. He's on, I'm pretty sure he's on 
the Wizards. Oh, right you're now. right. He was on the Raptors and then they picked him up because the Raptors waved him because he sucked. Dude, Alex Len, bro. Alex Len was my favorite guy to use on the Suns in the 2K when he was a rookie. He's so broken. Yeah. Sorry, sorry, guys. Sorry, sorry, guys, about that. Um, did you ask about trade destinations? Yeah. yeah. All right. Um, so for me, I think there's three places where I'd really want to see Beal go if he does ask for a trade, which I think he should. Obviously, with how like like you guys are saying, the Wizards are playing terrible right now. They're just a mess. Um, for me, the three spots are Miami, Philly, and Denver. I think those are Denver's a really places. interesting. Denver's a really interesting destination because I think getting a guy yeah. like Beal would make them like 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 a contender in the West, honestly. If I mean, because you could just, just play on like an MVP. Yeah. They'd be like, I think, I think that's, I like, like hypothetical, like, let's say the nuggets call you up and be like, we'll offer you Michael Porter jr. Gary Harris and a first round pick for Beal. Like, do you take that? Probably, but do the, yeah, but do I mean, the nuggets offer Michael Porter jr. Though that's the, yeah, question. that's I, you not, have to. not, that's also, yeah. But I mean, you have like to, it's Bradley Beal. He's leading, he's leading league in scoring. Yeah, but Michael Porter Jr. has like a lot of potential to be like a really. I know, good but you have you years. have an MVP player on your team but right you now. But you, you know why? You know why? Right now, I don't think the Wizards would accept Michael Porter Jr. when they have Russell Westbrook on their team already. It would have to be something slightly different. Like I think Nuggets so ideally, like you if think you they want another guard. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I'm like, I actually, I think Philly might make a lot of sense, honestly. Um, because you could probably like, I mean, but I feel like a deal with Philly would have to give up like Seth Curry. Yeah, you would. And Seth Curry has been like a perfect fit because, you know, I, the, a team I want to talk about right now, um, like, you know, very soon is the Dallas Mavericks who I think, you know, we talk about the wizards being disappointing. I can't imagine any team right now that's been more disappointing than Dallas Mavericks. Um, and before we get to Dallas, who has their first round pick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, like the thing about Dallas is that they, that trade, Josh Richardson for Steph Curry, uh, Seth Curry, sorry, obviously not Steph, um, but Josh Richardson for Seth Curry, I felt like that was always going to be bad for Dallas, but I could not have imagined it being this bad. You could not imagine that, like you know, um, Seth Curry shoots like DeAndre Jordan from the three point line right now, like just like absolutely absurd, like literally having you know, no disrespect to his brother, but Seth Curry. In terms of pure shooting, I think he's actually starting to cool off a little bit. But for a while, he—I mean—he's having like arguably like one of the greatest shooting seasons of all time. Even still, I mean, he's cooled off and he's still almost fifty percent from the three-point line on like four shots per game. That's nuts. That's crazy. Like that's insane. It's absolutely insane. Obviously, he had COVID stuff and injuries. Um. So yeah, what do you guys think about the Mavericks? What's wrong with the Mavericks? There, there's been a lot of there was, I mean, going into the season, there was a lot of hype around Luka Doncic as an MVP favorite, and while Luka's putting up amazing numbers, and if the Mavericks can somewhat turn around and become a playoff team, which I think there's still a chance of that, maybe he does enter that MVP conversation. But they, they just look like a train wreck right now, especially defensively. Like their, their defense is I think allowing 27th most in the league right now. Their offense isn't much better. They're like 18th in offense. Um. Porzingis, you know, I love to, I know I love to trash him, but this is me as like a biased NBA fan saying that like he looks terrible on defense. He's just like not giving as much effort there. I know he wasn't healthy, but when is he ever healthy? That's like a big issue with him. Like the man is never healthy. Yeah, true. Um, 
And like he's he's spending he's spending seventy five percent of the game on the perimeter, um, not you getting know, inside. He can't post up. He can't post also, up anybody. Ethan was hyping up Wesley Wandu, who's currently averaging two point three points per game in fourteen minutes. <laughs> uh, on when did I ever hype up Wesley Wandu? I think we were on your fantasy about, team. Yeah, I think I remember you saying that like like you we can't when we were talking about, like I I don't blame you, but we were like you can't sleep on Wesley Wandu, and. Uh, <laughs> I mean, he's I sleeping on himself. That, it's his third year, isn't it? But yeah, that's. Yeah, he's terrible. with the magic last year, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, word. What's the one do, bro? Yeah. <laughs> I remember what's the one do. Bro, what's the one do's averaging? He's on the magic. Yo, yeah, dude. He, was a, he's a, he was a beast. What's the one do? He's averaging two points on 15 minutes per game almost. That's that's <laughs> a point. Effective field goal of 31%, dude. That's like David in high school, bro. That's like bad. Yeah, no, I definitely I, – I hear Jordan on those uh, MVP with Luca, And I do think that he definitely will win uh, multiple MVPs in the future. But the, the numbers he's putting up this year just doesn't seem to have the same impact that, that it has like last year or even the year – last year really, which is like he was amazing last year. And they were a good team too. And they should have beat the Clippers in the first round. Um, you know, I also think like in, in if this were like like five years ago, like like Mark Cuban would have done something. He would have he would have like forced a trade at this point. Um, but I think like I don't, I don't know about this early. No, maybe not this early. But I I even still like I'm not. I really don't think the Mavs are even going to do anything. And I, I that's going to be my prediction. And I think why is just because like the sports economy in general because of COVID has been so bad. So it's not like in years past where like you know a guy like like Mark Cuban can like try to save them. Um, like I, th- I think that uh, I think that this is just going to be a hard year for them. Like if Porzingis doesn't pick it up, but honestly, every single guy on the lineup like that's not named Luka Doncic needs to pick it up. I mean, I mean, Tim Hardaway is like having I, what about? But like Josh Richardson, like twelve points per game is not going to cut it. He's just not going to cut it. Like shooting thirty percent from three. Yeah, Trey Burke off the bench, like he he was one of their biggest contributors last season, and like he's just like he's just not playing well enough, you know, like. When Willie Colley Stein is also like like has to give you like starter minutes, like that's that's just concerning. Like that's just that's just concerning. And I know we we're talking about Beal just before. What about the Mavericks going after Beal eventually? Maybe not right now, but in the summer, especially if Dallas really just flames out this year and doesn't do much and ends up like giving up a top ten pick to the Knicks. Like yeah, that I, mean- would, I don't know what they would give up, but that would be an interesting trade spot. I think uh, I think that would that would be a, a fascinating uh, experiment because like on paper Luca, Kristaps. I mean maybe they give up Kristaps in that deal, <laughs> but like you know on paper Luca, Kristaps, and Beal. I mean if that's what it ends up being, let's say they sign him in free agency, that's also you can basically if you squint hard enough, that's a big three, right? If if you can see like you know Kristaps would be kind of like yeah, if Kristaps is your number three. Yeah, but you know I, I would call it a big three. I I wouldn't disrespect Kristaps. Like Kristaps on a good day is like one of the best players in the league. I still think that's true. Like Chris Tapps, Chris Tapps on, on a good day, I, I would never bet against him. I mean, even still, he still had he still had some high scoring games this season. He had twenty seven against Indiana, a twelve point win. You know, it's, he's uh, no, he's put he's putting up points, but the problem is, is he's not defending and he's also not posting up anybody, which has never been his game. Yeah, like twenty seven. Like he, he just gets bullied when the, when when teams go small ball. He's like Brooke Lopez. That was always a problem with Brook Lopez. Like Brook Lopez is a big guy, but he would just like get bullied on defense. Dude, like, the, the 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 Warriors game the other day, he had like five rebounds, and like their tallest player yeah. was was fucking Kelly Oubre. Yeah. 
Yeah, but shout out to Luca. I mean, I think you're right. I think like the 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 Luca hype. I think is like, I don't know if it got to the team's head or anything. I don't really believe that like NBA players put too much stock into like what like morons like us think. But I definitely think that like the the Luca hype in general. This is it's definitely a test. It's a test to his. He, he's too. St- he's still playing great. Like right. his numbers are still excellent. Well, this, I mean, I also think this like this says a lot about the NBA too. That like really like it's like you know back in the like when Kobe was like scoring thirty five and carrying teams to the playoffs. I really don't think you can do that anymore in the modern NBA. I think it's just I think it's a, just a completely different league. Like you really need to have like like a whole team effort to get people out of the gutter. I mean, on the other on the yeah, flip side, a- is, you know, speaking of team effort, you have the Jazz as of today, fifth on offense, third on defense. Like I think it is time we start talking about them seriously as a contender of the West. I, you know, you yeah, look at the Lakers and Clippers, good. but you can't ignore the Jazz. I really don't believe that. So, like, what do you guys think about the Utah Jazz? Yeah, they're really good this year. Uh, Mike Conley is having a great year. After he his first year on the Jazz, he was pretty pretty bad in the regular season. Then once they got to the bubble, he started to turn it around. But I feel like this is the team that people thought the Jazz would be last year if Mike Conley was yeah. playing up yes. to uh, – because I remember when Mike Conley got traded uh, from Memphis to the Jazz, everybody was like, oh, wow, this is going to be a beast team. And they really just, you know, weren't they weren't that good last year. But they weren't bad. They just they weren't like clicking. Yeah. Also, so, Jordan Clarkson, by the way, Jordan Clarkson, yeah. like yeah, he's huge for year. them this year. Yeah. Like he really obviously was traded there last season from Cleveland. Now this year had his first full season, and he's having his best statistical season. I think yeah, easy front runner for six man of the year. I think we can all say that. Like 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 just just playing extremely well fits in super super nicely like you know clutch buckets off the bench um great shooter so yeah i i and i also yeah, i completely the, agree the with jazz you. are good you know I, yeah and you know i'm not the, the biggest rudy gobert fan but you know he's def- still you know defending pretty well and rebounding too you know scoring is never going to be his I, thing but he's still front he's still, runner he, he, he does his job he does his job very well career but, high in blocks this season 2.7 blocks yeah. per game is he worth two hundred five million dollars? I don't think he is, but he's definitely playing his role. Even still, I mean, I think the if if the contract is motivating him to play good basketball, you know, I also think something that really because I was rooting for them at the bubble to you know to kind of go on a, a surprise run. Obviously, they couldn't do that, but um, I think one thing that really hurt them was the whole COVID thing with Gobert getting COVID and infecting his teammates and kind of that that wedge that stuck in the team even in the bubble. Apparently, there were still issues. Um, from what I was reading. And so uh, I think according to Mike Conley, that's all like he was kind of the intermediate uh, member to kind of, you know, help them make amends. And now they're, they're on good terms again, maybe just because they realize like the COVID is really infecting everybody. And it's just stupid to be mad at somebody for infecting you. But like, um, yeah, I, I, even like Donovan Mitchell, like, I don't think his, his numbers are like, they, they don't like come off the chart as like, Whoa, like crazy. You know, like I, he, I actually think like statistically speaking, He's not playing as well as he did last season. Um, nonetheless, though, that, that's what I was trying to say before. Like, they are a well-oiled machine. They're starting five. Every guy on the starting five is is a solid player. Most guys on their bench, solid players. Like, just you look down, like, you know, Derek Favors off the bench. Uh, Joe Ingles off the bench. You get, like, clutch minutes from, like, uh, from Derek Favors. I said Derek Favors already, right? Um Whoa, but you know what's, in, what's also what's really interesting about them is I did not know this. I, I would imagine they would be a good defensive team just because, like, a Rudy Gobert. What I did not realize is that they're freaking 19 and 5. Yeah. You, dude, that's, they're 14 and 1 in their last 15 games. 
But also the margins of victory is crazy. Like literally winning like by 12, mm-hmm. like 21. Their last loss was to Denver and it was an 11-point loss. Which also Denver's a great team too. Listen, they 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 have they have five guys right now shooting 40% or better from 3. Yeah. So They're that's good. where the like a lot of the offense is going from Mike Mike Conley like you guys talk about. I remember Ethan you just mentioned it, like all the hype they were getting last summer like when they made all those additions yeah uh, with conley and bogdanovich like everyone was hyping up the jazz being like oh they're a legit threat in the west and i, I was on that bandwagon i thought they were going to be legit Me too. But, but like now it seems like they're finally living up to that potential conley stepping up he's having one of his best seasons uh in a few years probably since that uh achilles tear um bro mike you know, conley is 33 know, he's older than d rose yeah, yeah, dude, Conley's having a really nice year. I think, I think um, it's probably maybe the first year he gets a Lakers All Star team. I hope so. I hope I hope he does. I hope he does. Utah Utah might have three All Stars at this rate with Conley, uh, yeah, Don, Mitchell, get, and Gobert. I don't think they'll get three, but I definitely think they can they get two. they might. They probably have the best chance at it. I think I mean, they got. In, I think in the this, West. They, I mean, on if we're being honest, Mike Conley deserved it so many years in Memphis. Like, yeah, they, like he come on, like. In like 2016, 2017, I think was that when he had like 20 points per game, yeah. Like, and it was just criminal that they didn't give it to him. So like, I think that like you know considering how well they're doing, he I just feel like he like if anybody should be an all star, it should be him. Like don't make him like 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 also Jalen Rose should have been an all star too, but like some guys just like they play really well but just never get that attention, you know. Yeah, and uh, and just look look at look at what Gobert's doing. Like like you guys mentioned it, but he's been an absolute monster defensively. I still don't think he's worth the contract that he got. He'll never be worth that money um, with the offensive numbers he puts up. But he's been amazing defensively. I think he's an all star. I know you know it's not the sexy numbers that you want to see. Like winning basketball really though, or yeah, it is. And like he deserves it based purely on his defense. He's the best defensive player in the league right now. Um, and it, it's amazing to watch him work. Um, Jordan Clarkson, easy front runner for sixth man of the year. He's been shooting the lights out. Uh, his percentages have actually come down a little bit in the last week or so. I think he's down to like 39% from three when he was up to like, I think like 43 or something like that. So it's coming down a little bit, but he's still playing extremely well. Um, yeah. And I, I, I think this jazz team, it, once you get past the two LA teams, they're the the number three and like clear number three in the West. Like they've established themselves as that at this point until, I mean, maybe we talked about if the Nuggets were to go out and get someone like a Beal, then that conversation could change. But as of right now, I think that Utah's the clear number three. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. Yeah. So um, uh, there's two more things I think we should talk about today. Uh, I want to start with Stephen Curry because all our hot takes about the Warriors, just everything continues to shift <laughs> with the war. Like really, like I remember, we I've said this before: too early, too early, too early. They're currently twelve and eleven. They're right now. They're actually playing the San Antonio Spurs as we speak. Um, but Stephen Curry is showing the world why he's that guy. I mean, he his game log is insane this season. Also, Draymond Green randomly had like one of the craziest freaking stat lines in like I've ever seen, like two points, fifteen assists. Did you guys see that? Last game? Yeah, Draymond's been amazing. Yeah, I mean, he, <laughs> he's averaging like five points per game, but... Yeah, but the, the, the points aren't, like, it's it's the defense and the passing that, yeah. like, he's always been known for that. Me and Ethan had this debate, like, if you he's, put Draymond on literally any other team, 
is he going to give you the same kind of stuff that he can give just because his chemistry is so good with his, like with Steph and clay when he comes back? I don't think so. I think like, I think like he's just like the, he's the soul of the warriors. Like, I think if he ever gets traded to like Detroit, let's say, or whatever, like he's just never going to be the same player. Cause like, he just, he fits in so well with that Steve Kerr system, you know, dude. I mean, if, if you watch the warriors games from, like I think Draymond missed like the first four or five games of the year with some injury. Um, and then he came back and all of a sudden they were like this, they were a legit playoff team. And like, he does so much for them. Like, like I thought about with the defense, the defense looks like it's, it's, it's his best in like two or three years. Um, he got, I remember he hadn't weight issues last year. The conditioning was off. So he just didn't look like himself, but this year he's right back to like, I don't I wouldn't say it's deep level, but he's been really good defensively. Uh, really just, you know, he's, he's also the, you know, he, he commands the entire defense and he also just runs a lot of point. Steph can run off uh, screens and curls like he usually does um, in that old warrior system, even without clay. Um, he's been awesome to watch. And I think Steph Curry is starting to, you know, peek his way into the MVP conversation. He's yeah. Yeah, especially after that last point. game against Dallas. Listen, he, listen, he's he's sneaking in there. I'm not saying he's a favorite. I'm not saying he's top three, but he's, he's making a case for himself. Mm. He's making he's he's he's, he's, he's coming he's up the ladder. Even the uh, even the fact that he's like top ten in the conversation is is inspirational. Yeah, dude. Look, listen, no, Steph, Steph, Steph's he, averaging thirty points, five rebounds, six yeah, assists. He's team shooting forty eight percent from the field, forty two percent from three, and ninety four percent from the line. Bro, like, but he, also he has to be in consideration. No, but his, his team's the eighth seed right now. So I un- I understand, totally but I'm saying they they I don't I don't I like I listen. They may not end David up as eighth seed. Before, but yeah, I don't think Probably. they're gonna be. I, I don't think they're gonna be in AC. I think they're gonna be better than that. Like really? we we gave up. We gave up on them way too early. I like, I was always I was the one who said they could be. They could always make the. Playoffs. I know. I I talked about small sample size at the beginning of the year, and I kind of shot myself in the foot with this one. Where I, just I was the one. On I was on their bad. I said they're gonna be good. I just I don't. But dude, I mean Steph Curry as also. Much as I love Steph Curry, and I've defended Steph to Matt. He said Damian Lillard is better than Steph Curry. I said you're. Out of your mind. Yeah, out of your mind. Uh, that's yeah. It's not even you're close. Absolutely out of your mind. As good as Damian Lillard is, he's not on Steph's level. But like the Warriors are 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 very good, better than a lot of people thought they were going to be. I always thought they would be a playoff team. And but I just don't see Steph being an MVP candidate. Let, let, their, let's, their record, let's okay. But what, 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 what if they finish the years like now. a fifth? What if they finish the years like a fifth seed? I don't know. How can they really get up there though? It's a real thing. The real, I, I, the real, I, a lot of I time don't see any reason they can't. There's a lot of time left, dude. There's, There's a lot of time left. Season. Listen, but dude. So, once we, we dude, talked about that clear top three. Once you get past that top three, like the West, the whole like four through ten know, is separated though. by like three games. I don't know about five. Would be crazy. I but mean, dude, he, the thing about I think the, the Spurs. I think low. I think the Spurs are better than them right now, in my opinion. I wouldn't um, say that. They got pop, bro. I'm not betting against Pop. But dude, the Sorry, thing about the not. thing the thing about Steph Curry though, he had 62 this season, coming off. Yeah, bro, he had 57. Play, he had 57 against had 57, the, the Mavericks. They lost. 50, they lost by and two. And they shouldn't I mean, have even lost that game. That was a crazy. The game. refs made a terrible call where Kristaps actually, when he rebounded the ball, the ball bounced out of bounds and crazy he game. has it out to Luca and he hit the dagger. It's crazy. Like that should out. not have been that should not have been a possession. They, the yeah. the Warriors should have gotten the ball and they could have. Taking the lead. Yep. Like, that was just dumb. 
I watched that entire game from start to finish. Steph was unconscious from like yeah. minute one to minute 48. He was putting up like the most ridiculous shots where he put it up on just be like, what are you doing? And then he Bro, just, he it looks he... like it's, it's like water just like goes straight through. I'm Bro, just like, like, this man is unreal. Kelly Oubre is really bad. Like, and I know he had, he had 40 points, uh, but he's been shit all year. And I saw like some crazy stat where like, um, the net rating of the... off the court, they're like a plus one ten, and when he's on the court, they're like a minus eighty. Yeah, you, you understand how how fucking bad you have to be for to have like that large discrepancy in your net rating? Like that's insane. That is insane. I don't know why they cut. They should cut him right now. No, he's, too has, he's, he's too cute, bro. Yeah, true. Oh but my you know, god! Like... like that is fucking crazy. The other it's thing horrible. Like, the thing is about the Warriors, like, on paper, though, they're really nothing to, like... Oh, you know what's... Uh, another thing. Yeah, there are... They're really not... There's not that much to, like, write home about with the Warriors. I mean, James Wiseman is, I think, a really interesting player. But we can also talk about freaking Andrew Wiggins, who's, you know... Yeah. He, oh, I'm not going to call... I'm not going to call him... <laughs> I'm not going to call him, like... Look, he is still 25. I'm not going to call him, like, you know improved still never made an all-star team having said that though he is I, I, I want to ask you this question i want to ask you this question about andrew wiggins because me and jordan had a heated debate about this do you think andrew wiggins is a bust yes or no i think he's a bust in the same way that andrea bargnani is a bust if that makes sense like i don't think like when you're expecting a guy like him to be the number one overall pick. Also, when they, what do they call him? Like, you know, like Canadian Jordan or like Junior Jordan or whatever. Like Canadian man, LeBron, yeah. Yeah, this man had so much hype coming out. And maybe that was unfair. Like, none And obviously, of course, he was, you know, in the trade for LeBron. So, like, you know, he was going to go to Cleveland and then, of course, was traded for Kevin Love. Obviously, like, when you're coming to a place like Minnesota and they're expecting you to, like, replace Kevin Love, uh, who was like their only star? Like when KG was gone, he was never that guy there. He got outshined by Cat, uh, and then he basically was just traded unceremoniously for D'Angelo Russell. Who D'Angelo Russell, by the way, has been very overrated in Minnesota as well. I don't know what Dude. it is about Minnesota that makes people just like kind of secure their bag and give up on life. Minnesota is fucking toxic. Yeah, like, their I, organization I just, just stinks. I just don't know what it like. There's the it's like, dude, like. I remember like two years ago, so like when they had D'Angelo Russell, like I remember getting into like these random Twitter arguments over like Timberwolves fans. And like I always thought Knicks fans were delusional, but like Minnesota fans is like a completely different level. Like there's this one guy who literally waited, like the Knicks played the, uh, sorry, the Nets played the Timberwolves. And we got into like a Twitter argument because I was like kind of on Nets Twitter. He waited until the next game, like bookmarked my tweets. And then he responded like, oh, yeah, how was D'Lo today, huh? Like, he was going to halftime, like, responding then months later. I was like, like, literally, like, psychotic. Like, like, like other people, like, <laughs> like quoting me. I think it was, like, three years ago or something, back when, like, D'Lo was on the team. That, that, uh, that's just normal Twitter. No, no, but, bro, like, I, like, dude, I've gone into, like, Twitter fights, like, with, like, you know, Nets Daily, like, delusional Nets fans before. Like, there was nothing like this. Like, dude, like, Minnesota is just a different breed. I don't know if it's just because they're, like, so far up north. Like it's cold and they're miserable, but it's just like it's just like a different breed. I mean, I mean, also like what I really want to say about Wiggins regarding him being a bust. I don't know what you guys think because I if it's heated, 
But I don't think he's a bust in the same way Anthony Bennett or Kwame Brown was a bust because, I mean, he's still like an 18-point-per-game scorer for his career. Like, that's a decent player. But I think that, like, no, like what was expected of him, he did not even come close to that benchmark. And in that sense, he's absolutely a bust. Yeah, so so here's my thing. I actually want to talk about Wiggins a second with the whole Minnesota connection. He ha- They played the Timberwolves recently, the Warriors, I think like a week or two ago, and Wiggins had a pretty decent game. Uh, and they asked him during the press conference, like, how it felt to play against the former team. And he talked about it. I was like, oh, it's like, you know, it's, it's kind of weird. It's like, you know, that was where I played my whole career. Then they asked him, like, how does it feel being with Golden State versus being with Minnesota? And, like, he talked about how there's just the culture and just the competency in Golden State, how they have structure there, is so important as, like, a player. And, like, having a competent coach, just, like, Minnesota is just, like, a clusterfuck of nonsense with everything going on. I mean, they sold their team recently, so, like, there's always change with that. Uh, Their coaching staff has gotten flip-flopped around. And just Jimmy Butler – you know, look at what he, look what he did with Miami last year. He couldn't get anyone to buy in in Minnesota. That says a lot about the organization. Um, I just, Dude, I, I just you're think, right. It's even yeah, like when I, Jimmy Butler was there too. Like Jimmy Butler literally had to like put his life on the line to get them just to crawl into the playoffs. Like, yeah, dude, he was. Did you see, have you seen like their the on off ratings like when Jimmy Butler was on the floor versus off? Like it, talk about Kelly Oubre. Like his were ridiculous too. Like bro, that, Minis- that story that the the third string like locker room. That's, story, that, like that's the, one of the like, best practice. stories ever, dude. That's like up there with like Spreewell like choking somebody. Like that's like up there <laughs> like all time like legendary like NBA lore. My God. Yeah, I, I mean, at, so if we're talking about bus, like I you know I understand Ethan's point. Like when we talked about this the other day. Like, I understand why he wants to call him a bust. He definitely hasn't lived up to his potential. And, and like you said, David, I think it's a bit unfair, the comparisons that he got coming out of high school as, like, the Canadian LeBron or whatever. That was They did the same thing to, to Vince Carter. We talked about this in our Vince Carter episode. Yeah. Like, they called Vince Carter, oh, he went to North Carolina. Like, Vince Carter had a great career. But, like, there was always this, well, he wasn't Michael Jordan. But, you know, I, I don't know. I, yeah. I always thought that's, like, kind of unfair because Vince Carter <laughs> has his own legacy, you know? And, like... The thing about Wiggins, I think you make a very good point, Jordan. And it's kind of like the same thing that you see a lot of times in the NBA where you see this with the Knicks. Unfortunately, this is very true with the mm-hmm. Knicks. Where the Knicks, they, you know, a guy being drafted, and I mean, this is really true in a sport like football. Like, look look at what's happening with Darnold on the Jets. Basically, he's had like four years already in uh, on the Jets, basically. I think three or four seasons. and No, four seasons because he was a rookie when I came to college. So this is already his, his fourth season, and it, wow! I think, it's crazy. I think I, no, I think he just finished his third year. Yeah, it's his third. All right, first season was Fitzpatrick. Actually, you're right. Yeah. yeah, right, 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 right. Yeah, oh my goodness! But even still, so like he has one year left, but like the Jets have completely failed this guy, and this guy who's exuberantly talented, but it's just as much like the organization has to be good too for the player to succeed, because at the end of the day, like like a guy like Wiggins, no matter how talented he is, but he was very talented coming out of Kansas, like. He needs that nurture from the organization, and you're right. Like Minnesota is a rotten, rotten team. Like they're there's rotten, no, like, there's no structure the there. There's no right. structure whatsoever. It, yeah, it's so no... it's so important for player development. And you know, like, I, I mean, also like it's like a team built on nepotism. Like, isn't their coach like Flip Saunders' son right now? Yeah, 
I mean, Glenn Taylor has also been there for forever. It doesn't like KG hate him too. Like, yeah. there's just all this like all this weird stuff about the the Timberwolves. Also, they're they're owned by like what Rosas, right? Gerson Rosas. Who's no, like, he's a GM. I think he's, he's a, a GM. GM. Yeah, yeah. Rosas is their president. He yeah, it's like it's like um, all, yeah. I think he like worked for um he worked under Daryl Morey. So it's all these like mm-hmm. it's all this like just super weird organization and like, uh, but like I think you make a really good point like. Yeah, I, I I agree with Ethan. I think it's fair to call him a bust of sorts because the fact that he's never even made an All Star team. Like I even think Carl Anthony Towns has made an All Star team, you know. And like Carl Anthony Towns has also, I think, been extremely disappointing. I mean, God bless Carl Anthony Towns. Like I know he's had a really rough year, like since COVID happened. I know he's had or like you know like uh he had, he was in a car accident. I don't know if you guys know this. He was in like a car accident also. It's yeah, like, yeah. Over the summer, he was in the hospital. Yeah, like nobody knew about that. He, he just recently has been fighting COVID. He, he's lost like many family members. But so I don't, I'm not trying to like bring it, all this up and then like slander the man. But, you know, I think that he's also been disappointing. D'Angelo Russell is being disappointing. Uh, even Anthony Edwards has not been, you know, the he's the number overall pick right now. He hasn't even been anything to write home about. He's getting outshined by Lonzo and even Tyrese Halliburton. You know, he there's an argument that he's like the third best point guard in the draft as of right now. So like, I, I, at a certain point, you look at at, at the Timberwolves and you're like, you know, goddamn, like it's it's not a Wiggins problem completely. I don't know, Ethan. Like, what what what's your defense to this? What Wiggins? I mean, uh, like you think he's a bust, right? Like I agree. Like he's definitely a bust, but I mean, like to what he's not on the bust of a you know Anthony Bennett, Kwame Brown level. We should do um, an episode where know. we like rank the busts. That'd be funny. Yeah, like he's not. Ethan, he's not, Ethan would love that episode. I, I would. That'd be great. But he—he's obviously not that bad. He's still a solid NBA player. But you know, two things can be true. You could be a bust and still end up being a good player. Dude, Johnson um, Billups was a bust for like he was a bust. Like his first four years was he was also drafted really high and he was like absolutely a bust before he got to Detroit. He was literally a like textbook definition. Yeah, but like this is the question though, like. By the way that Andrew Wiggins' career is going right now, do you like see him being an All Star at any point in his career? Because I don't. I don't think he, until until he's a number one or number two and, option again. No. So th- that's like you know when you're a first, number one overall pick, you're you know you're supposed to be the guy that turns around franchises no matter what the structure is. I mean, you know, as unfair as it may be, he's a he's a bust, but he's still a very good player, and he's he's. He's giving he's giving them good minutes. So, you know, I wouldn't say very good player, but he's having a, a a good year this year. And he's he's their number two this year on a playoff team. I'm not I'm not disagreeing with your points, but like he I, I no, said he's, he's, having, number, he's number he's two until Clay comes back. When Clay comes back, yeah. he'll be the number three. And you can yeah. even argue that Draymond Green is in the pecking order is number two. And I mean, offensively, he's the clear number two. Yeah, obviously offensively, but um, I'm, I'm people who's like I think Draymond Green is better than him. Uh, all around probably uh, no nah, but, but but also like the thing is um with Andrew Wiggins you remember like his start to the season was so bad yeah it was like, horrible he literally could not like he had the thing was like i'm going to give 22 dollars for like every three i score and like for the first week of the season it was like yay we got 100 dollars like <laughs> like like first like first like two weeks is like literally like like nobody was getting anything but honestly last few games he's picked it up he really has and you know, the thing is also with, with Andrew Wiggins, why a lot of people like to bash on him too, is that Jimmy Butler absolutely emasculated him when he was in Minnesota. Yeah, we were just so, talking about that. Um, yeah, so – and people just like, you know, really – and then he got into that 
beef with uh, Steven Jackson when Steven Jackson said he had Oh, no that was so funny, dude. That was so, so that was, but Steven Jackson funny. just like smoking a blunt like on his Instagram live and just like calling yeah. Andrew Wiggins a bitch, dude. That was that was that was unbelievable. Yeah, so it was uh, Oh yeah, it wasn't like Wiggins' brother going back in yeah. like in the comments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And Nick Wiggins also, you know, he played college basketball too, which is how state. Yeah. In fact. Yep. I don't know if you guys yeah, know. Yes. So um yeah, so I mean yeah, Andrew Wiggins for a bust for an overall overall pick, probably a bust. Not it's not like Kwame Brown. Still a bust, but uh yeah, that's I guess that's uh all right. I wanna I wanna have uh ends. I wanna have one more discussion quickly because you know uh the all-star game is coming up of course and uh voting is going to end pretty soon so guys if you're listening don't forget to vote on twitter uh you know i think if you vote julius randall yeah vote for julius randall vote for harden vote for kd vote for Kyrie. let's get let's get all our new york guys into the all-star game could be a lot of fun but don't forget um, to vote for deandre jordan but i I, (laughs) but i but i want to talk about lebron's quotes about the the all-star game because a lot of NBA players, so the NBA is currently planning to have the All-Star game next month in Atlanta, despite COVID. Everybody knows the havoc that COVID is wreaking on the schedule. Uh, And I want to just read the quote that LeBron said. Quote, I have zero energy and zero excitement about All-Star game this year. I don't even understand why we're having an All-Star game. But it's the agreement that the Players Association and the league came about. In that same interview, he also called it a slap in the face. Giannis recently said, we all got to follow the big dog, man. The big dog says he has zero excitement, zero energy for the All-Star game. I'm the same way. I want to see my family. And uh, Kawhi as well. Quote, it is what it is. We all know why we're playing it. It's money on the line. It's opportunity to make more money. Just putting money over health right now, pretty much. So clearly nobody is excited for this thing. And even Harden also, James Harden has another quote. There's so much going on as far as we're trying to calm the virus down and we're putting on an event, you know. And this is, by the way, James Harden of all people. The strip club Harden, you know, <laughs> spreading COVID like, like, like it's like, like he's like, like making it rain in the strip club. Like this, Handing this honey Harden. buns to a little baby. Yeah. I know what the reasoning I is for. Honey buns a little baby. But I feel like even, especially with a condensed schedule, it feels like everything was forced upon players. It's already draining to be playing a lot of games in a week. I feel like that was a week for us to kind of relax, be with our families, and kind of take a step back away from basketball. And, of course, Darren Fox started all of this. Um, I don't even think he's going to be in the running for the All-Star game. But, you know, (laughs) he called it stupid. He's like, if we have to wear a mask and do all this regular game, what's the point of bringing the All-Star game back? Obviously, money makes the world go around, so it is what it is. Um. Yeah, I don't know. I, what do you guys think about having the All Star Game? I personally think it's ridiculous. I think it's super dumb. I just honestly, I don't think the All Star last year. I thought it was fun, but you know, it was obviously like in the wake of Kobe's death, and they had this whole new format change. I don't know what's gonna be, but I think like the the way the All Star Game works right now is terrible. It's not fun to watch a three point contest. It's not fun to watch the like the Team USA versus Team World. Like none of that is none of that is fun. It's not like it used to be. Maybe it's just because I'm older than I was like I was 11 or 12, but I just don't find any of it fun. Like, I think they could just kind of sit this one out personally. I don't know what you guys think. Are you excited for the All-Star game in Atlanta, March 7th? No, hell no. Who cares? Like, the thing, the reason why LeBron is calling it a slap in the face is because Adam Silver told them that they wouldn't have an All-Star game this year before the season started. He said that they would have a week off to take a break because they're playing so many games in such a short amount of time. 
that it'll be good for them to have a week off break. But now only like, um, you know, only like the, the, the non-All-Stars will have a break. And then, you know, whoever has to show up for the dunk contest and the three-point contest, it's, it, it's like the logistics just make no sense. Like, just think about it on, a, on like a logical perspective. Why would you have your best players in the NBA all convened together in one place? Also, it's not against Alaska. Could, where, where they it's could fucking all, Atlanta. Where they could all, but where they could all just, if one person brings COVID and they all get it, your whole, your whole, the best players in the NBA will have to be out for like at least two weeks. Like, who's gonna play? Who's gonna want to watch the NBA then? If, if something like happens, something like that happens, God forbid. It just like it just doesn't make any sense. It's just stupid. Like but you know, like Matt also said. I something. doubt anybody even cares that much about the All Star game this year anyway. Like, bro, cares? nobody cares about the All Star game anyway. Nobody, literally, no one cares. But like Matt Dude, said it's... something about like about Adam Silver, how like he's great at organizing, and I for generally I agree, which is why I'm really so surprised that they're making this just like a boneheaded decision. Like, yes, has the COVID situation gotten because... better since like Thanksgiving? Yes, but. It's like I was trying to say before, it's not even like they're holding this in like Sitka, Alaska or something. It's in freaking Atlanta. What do you think these guys are going to do when they're in Atlanta? And it, Atlanta's like, open like, too. Like, right. So. Like Atlanta's, Atlanta's not been closed. I mean, you know, like Atlanta's a fun city. Like, okay, maybe the older guys who have families or whatever are just going to use it to chill in their hotel room. But I feel like even forgetting them, you know, it's a whole apparatus to have an all-star game. And those guys are going to have fun. And those guys are going to be exposing to COVID. And there's no plans to have a bubble. So like... Yeah, what is the point? I mean, I personally don't. I think they should just do all star voting and like kind of like like a Pro Bowl thing, like just know who's been nominated and that's it. Who cares beyond that? NFL did it. The NFL had the Pro Bowl people make the Pro Bowl, but they didn't have a game. And they did like some they did some cool stuff online and like some show where people were like talking trash to each other and it was it was funny. Like I enjoyed that. It's like the NBA could do something like that too. Like they don't actually have to have like a game where they could they just risk everybody. For like just to make money, but it makes sense. The NBA lost like eight billion dollars last year. Yeah. They want to make money. They want to make that. They want to make it back. Well, I feel so like it makes sense. Well, I, I want to ask Jordan what he thinks though, because he hasn't said anything yet. Yeah, I mean, it's I agree with all your guys' points, but the main thing here is the money. Like, there's obviously TV deals that have to be met, and TNT get gains a lot of revenue from the All Star Game the players gain like that's how they make money from their contracts is through the revenue sharing. How this how owners pay their players like through TV contracts and having someone like an all-star game is important. Um, so I don't, I don't want to have it. Like I said, I think of, I think it's going to get canceled just cause like, especially when LeBron says something like as strong as he did, like, you know, he's the face of the league. His voice carries throughout the entire league carries throughout the country. Like think about how much influence he had on like, you know, voting, like when they were, when they were speaking out about social justice during yeah. the bubble, like those, those words matter. Like they talked about how in Atlanta, I'm so, I don't want to get too off topic, but like the voting centers that were open for like the Hawks arena, Staples center, like people went and voted and that, and that, and that flipped the, 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 the presidential race. So his voice, you know, carries a lot of volume and something like this, when he speaks about how the all-star game, is just a slap in the face of the players. I think the players association takes that into account. And I think someone like Adam Silver takes that into account. They've had a great relationship up until this point, uh, LeBron and Silver. So I think some of he's going to, dis- you know, discuss with the owners again. Um, I mean, what they could I all really just do. Just, I, 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 
But they go guys just say I'm not going. If LeBron just said I'm not going, yeah. What are they yeah. going to do? Fine him? Suspend him? Really? You're going to suspend LeBron James? You really going to suspend <laughs> LeBron James over healthy? Yeah, the, yeah, you, you you can't you can't really do much in that situation. Like just you can opt me. out of the just All-Star game. You, 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 you can just you can just say like I have a sore knee, I can't play. Yeah, exactly. Right? That's, and I'm that's, sure that's what's going to happen. Some of these guys are just going to be they're just going to be so sick of it. But like I don't know what is it going to be All Star Weekend? Is just going to be a game? Because like, does anybody like? It's it's it, apparently it's one it's one day where they're going to do like the skills contest, the world versus USA. But who cares? The who the hell cares about that? It's like see, that's the thing. It's I like, know. It, I I I agree with you. I agree with you. Like, if you just want to do like uh like you know like uh Team LeBron versus Team KD or whatever it's going to end up being, like, God bless you, enjoy. Like, but it's not even that. It's like who cares about the three point contest? Like honestly, who cares? I don't care. Do you, is it really that riveting to see like you know Paul George brick again? Like, is it really that riveting? I don't know. I don't think it's that fun. Or the skills challenge, like yeah, like just see people dribbling around the court, like not doing anything competitive except for oh haha, you missed the net when you were passing. That's crazy, bro. Like I don't know. That's just not fun. The Team USA versus Team World, bro. Like the rookie classes get worse and worse every year. Like are, are, are we being serious? Are we being serious right now? So it's just like. It, of course, it's all about the money. Then that Ethan brings up a very good point. Like, NBA lost a ton of money. What I'm surprised about is how that maybe like the NBA should try to lobby, get some sort of a deal to get their players vaccinated because the NBA is the premier sports league in America right now. It is just a fact. NFL yeah, football might, f- football's over. Yeah, it's from now on. It's, and, you know, I even think like just more people follow the NBA around the world than any other American sport. So the NBA is really the, the league that represents us on the global stage. You know, it's it, literally like hundreds of millions of people depend on it for entertainment to some degree. So I'm shocked that they're not trying to get vaccines for their players. It's just 400 people or something, 400, 500 people. I really don't think it's that big of a deal. Well, you also, you also have to factor in like coaching staff personnel. Right, right, of course. But even if you get the, the, the players vaccinated and then they just don't have to worry about this and you don't have schedules being disrupted, you don't have to cancel all these flights and hotels and you have people who don't have to worry about infecting their families. Like, I don't know. I just think like, yeah, are, is the backlash going to be huge? Probably because, you know, if, if they're getting it instead of like 500 seniors in a nursing home in New York, yeah, probably looks pretty bad. But the thing is, there's a lot of seniors that don't want to take it. Yeah, there's also like <laughs> a lot of like, uh, apparently they're telling us here in school that like I could go to Walgreens at the end of the day and if they have extra vaccines, they will just give me a dose. And once you get your first dose, you can get your second one as long as you have the card. Mm-hmm. Because so many people yeah. just like cancel their appointments or don't show up. So like, what is 500 doses? We give out 1.7 million doses a day right now. We can't vaccinate the NBA players a month before the All-Star game because they're going to have the decision soon. I don't know. It's just mm-hmm. stupid. It's and they just... definitely want to get fans back in the stands for the playoffs. Exactly. So. Exactly. So like, it's just like, I mean, who knows the situation will be like even a month from now. Like, thank God, like COVID is getting much better in America. Of course, like our, to our like beautiful listeners. We hope you stay safe and healthy and, and all that. But, like, it's just been a crazy season. I, it, and you know what? Honestly, I know I've been, like, talking for a while, but it just feels wrong to have an all-star game, honestly. It just feels a little tasteless. You could make an argument that having an NBA season is a bit tasteless. But at the end of the day, like, the NBA supports a lot of families and stuff like that. It supports a lot of people, gets a lot of people through, like, you know, just having, like, depressive episodes at home, have something to look forward to during the week. You know, obviously, when I was home with Ethan before I came back to school, we watched every Nets game together, every single one like start to finish, you know, it's fun. It, it makes, it makes the pandemic a lot easier. Wouldn't you agree, Ethan? 
that's what yeah, make it a lot easier to just have people or, or you know jordan you came over to watch like nick's warriors obviously we had our like little little thing that happened but for the most part like you know it it, it makes this experience a lot easier so i don't know i kind of get why they're doing a season i'm glad they are it's been a great season so far but like i don't know it feel, feels wrong for me to have an all-star game that's what i think totally in, agree, in agreement with you i just it, it doesn't make a lot of sense it's we should get these guys vaccinated as soon as possible. Like sports leagues across the world should be vaccinated. Um, I, it's a bigger I just debate. See, yeah. Like about like, I, you I know. just, I, I know it gets more into like politics and stuff like that, but, and we don't really want to go into that too much on this show, but you know, I just, there's a lot of people out there that don't want to take the vaccine. And I know for a fact that they don't, and it's not that hard to find, like, let's say, what is it? You can get like, three four thousand doses like for all for like first and second doses like just it'd be, it'd be super easy and I, I think it should get done yeah on that note hope everybody's staying safe stay healthy you know hope you're if you're getting the vaccine hope you're feeling okay um yeah guys thanks for listening uh we bring the basketball to you as usual uh we'll see you next week take it easy guys peace